Yes, we're open. Living Faith with Needham UCC, a sermon podcast from the Congregational Church of Needham United Church of Christ, where no matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you're invited and welcome. This sermon for Sunday, April 23rd, 2023, Earth Sunday, is entitled, All Creation Yearning to Breathe Free. We welcome to the pulpit this week our special guest preacher, the Reverend Noah Brewer-Whalen, Assistant Director for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion with the Southern New England Conference of the United Church of Christ. This sermon is a reflection on a reading from Psalm 144, verses 3 through 4 and 12 through 15, in a translation prepared by Reverend Dr. Wilda C. Gaffney in her book, a women's lectionary for the whole church. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to find out more about our open and affirming ministries at the Congregational Church of Needham, United Church of Christ, simply head over to our website, www.needhamucc.org. Thank you. Today's scripture reading comes from the Hebrew Bible, from the book of Psalms. Psalm 144, verses 3 through 4 and 12 through 15. We hear today from the translation prepared by Reverend Dr. Wilda C. Gaffney in her Women's Lectionary for the Whole Church. As part of our year-long Year W project, listening for the voices of women, girls, and the divine feminine in Scripture. So let's listen now for a living word for us in these words from Psalm 144. Womb of life, what is humanity that you even know them? Or the woman born that you think of them? Humanity is like a breath, whose days are like a passing shadow. Our sons in their youth are like plants full grown. Our daughters are like, are like cornerstones cut for the building of a palace. Our barns are full from produce of every kind. Our sheep have increased by thousands, many thousands in our surroundings. Our cattle are heavy. There is no breach in the walls. There is no exile and no cry of distress in our surroundings. Happy are the people to whom such blessings fall. Happy are the people whose God is the womb of life. Friends, God is still speaking to the world and to us. May our hearts be open to listen and to respond. Amen. A few words of introduction for our guest preacher as he comes forward. As I mentioned, Reverend Noah Brewer-Whalen comes to us from our Southern New England Conference of our United Church of Christ denominational family. Without getting into too much of the history we're in the odd position of having churches in our conference that are 400 years old and a conference that is three at this point in a denomination that's only been around since 1957 anyway. But the Southern New England Conference was formed three years ago from the historic Massachusetts, Connecticut, and Rhode Island conferences 
of the United Church of Christ. One of the reasons that I felt good about coming back to New England uh, to take this call with you is that I knew from my previous experience in New England that if churches in Connecticut and Massachusetts and Rhode Island had decided to merge and come together, that had to be an act of God. That was probably not anyone's own idea. But God is doing marvelous things, including calling Reverend Noah to be with us. When I first met Reverend Noah, he was working as the Minister for Environmental and Economic Justice. But as in any new organization, and particularly in the UCC, titles evolve over time. And now he serves as the Assistant Director for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, with a special purview for environmental and economic justice. I am so grateful to our Environmental Ministries team for reaching out and inviting Reverend Noah to bring a word for us this morning. Let's welcome Reverend Noah with a round of liturgical applause this morning. Grace to you and peace. It is good to be in worship with you this morning. I bring greetings on behalf of the Southern New England Conference of the United Church of Christ and the nearly 600 congregations who we all serve to get God together. I praise God for the many faithful ministries taking place here, and I express my gratitude to you for your proportional giving to our church's wider mission financial contributions that help make the ministries of the conference possible. Will you pray with me? God of justice, your word illuminates truth. Let your face shine on us to restore us, that we may walk in your way, seeking justice and doing good. Amen. We do not need this psalm to know that humanity is like a breath, whose days are like a passing shadow. We do not need this psalm to know how fragile, fleeting, impermanent human life is. We live it. We know how fragile human life is because we are living through a deadly pandemic. We know how fragile human life is because every few days we wake up to news of another mass shooting or police killing or both. We know how fragile human life is because our friends and neighbors struggle to keep food on the table. And perhaps we too worry about whether our next check will be enough to cover food, rent, and health care. We know how fragile human life is because the climate crisis inflicts droughts, floods, fires, famines, heat, and pests that are threatening billions of lives around the globe. We do not need this psalm to know that humanity is like a breath. And yet, this psalm does remind us that humanity is like a breath. To hear this is not without its risks. This psalm moves us quickly from the reminder of our mortality to a promise of riches. The sons in their youth are like full-grown plants whose vitality provides shelter and food. The daughters are like cornerstones, the sure foundation on which palaces are built. 
The barns are full, the sheep and cattle are increasing, the city is secure, and no one on the margins is distressed. We do not know when the psalmist imagines this wondrous scene unfolding. Is it a vision of their own community, perhaps just a little ways down the road? Or is it a vision of what eternal life with God will be like? Both are powerful, but there is a danger Limiting our imagination of collective flourishing to heaven can encourage us to overlook suffering in this life. Imagining that the promise of riches comes only after death can encourage us to bear with suffering for too long, thinking that our reward will come in heaven. Although I believe that God's realm is a place of collective flourishing, I do not believe that God asks us to suffer. I believe that God hopes we would have exactly the kind of thriving described in this psalm here on earth. The reminder that humanity is like a breath is not an insistence on pessimism. It is precisely because we know that humanity is like a breath, because we know that our lives are fragile and precious, that citizens turned activists like Alice Arena and others in the Four River residence against the compressor station have been fighting against the threat of fracked gas for eight long, hard years. The Weymouth compressor station exposes thousands of children and hundreds of homes to dangerous chemicals, and that's within just a half mile. It's precisely because the people of Weymouth are fragile and precious that the community cannot afford to be pessimistic, even as they are up against a billion-dollar corporation. The reminder that humanity is like a breath is not an insistence on keeping people in their place. It's precisely because we know that humanity is like a breath, because we know that our lives are fragile and precious, that citizens turned activists like John Walkie and others with green roots have been fighting against an electrical substation that would compound threats to the health of their community. It is precisely because the people in Chelsea and East Boston are fragile and precious that they cannot afford to be put in their place, even as they face repeated language barriers in the very meetings that are supposed to be welcoming their involvement. The reminder that humanity is like a breath is not an insistence that our reward for earthly suffering will be in heaven. It is precisely because we know that humanity is like a breath that citizens turned activists like Ian McDonald and others with no more dirty power in Killingly successfully stopped the construction of a second polluting power plant in their town. The fracked gas plant would have threatened students at four nearby schools and a housing complex for elders. It is precisely because these youngest and oldest and killingly alongside everyone else are fragile and precious that they fought and won 
for the reward of cleaner air and water right here on earth, rather than waiting for life in heaven. The reminder that humanity is like a breath could make us pessimistic or keep us in our place or think our reward won't come till heaven. We could use any of these reasons to think that the work of environmental justice is just too hard, that the forces leading us toward climate catastrophe are too powerful. But I think that when the psalmist tells us that humanity is like a breath, we are being offered a way out, not an excuse, but an opening. Yes, like a breath, humanity may be fleeting, but this is not all that a breath is. Our breath is sustaining. Our breath is what enables us to be adaptable. Our breath is responsive. When our context demands it, our respiratory rate increases. In times of trouble or in situations where we must work hard, we breathe harder. And our breath is regulating. Breathing deeply allows us to settle down. We can control our response to a situation, how panicked we feel or how agitated we are through our breath. Humanity is like a breath, and our breath is responsive. Responding to the climate crisis surrounding us and looming over our futures, Gen Zers, that's those under 26, are increasingly engaged in climate justice, and not only in their personal habits, but in their vocations as well. Young adults are taking on climate work in their educational and professional lives, and they are joining together for collective action towards a just transition through the Sunrise Movement and others. In the vision this psalm presents, young people are like flourishing plants. What if this vision on earth, as it is in heaven, is one where their vitality is due to a vibrant ecosystem, an ecosystem that is responsive to the climate crisis? To promote the flourishing of young people within the climate crisis, how might we as individuals and as churches be as responsive as a breath? Might we follow the leadership of children and youth, ensuring that there is enough air in their lungs as they proclaim the need for climate justice? Might we be as responsive as a breath by being a faith community that tells the truth about climate grief, giving people a place to turn so that they get life-sustaining oxygen as their hard work increases? Might we be as responsive as a breath by advocating for needed policy changes that remove carbon dioxide from the body of this earth, just as our respiratory systems remove carbon dioxide from our bodies. Humanity is like a breath, and our breath is regulating. 
There are older adults regulating the rate of this climate crisis using the skills and experiences they've developed over lifetimes. In the vision this psalm presents on earth as it is in heaven, there are stores of resources built up over generations. What if these quantities are not a stockpile, but an abundance shared with all? Baby boomers and the silent generation who collectively own 70% of this country's financial assets are joining together as the third act movement to influence the banks that fund climate destruction. They're ensuring their collective wealth is not funding our collective downfall. To promote an abundance for all people rather than the prosperity of the few, how might we as individuals and as churches be as regulating as a breath? Might we be a faith community grounded in simplicity? slowing down the rate of consumption that fuels the climate crisis? Might we be as regulating as a breath by advocating for a just transition away from a fossil fuel economy, ensuring justice for workers as we remove carbon throughout the system? Might we be as regulating as a breath by being a faith community that can raise a strong voice, crying out loudly, boldly, and consistently. In this psalm, we see a thriving community. Some people are like full-grown plants whose vitality provides shelter and food. Others are like cornerstones, the sure foundation on which palaces are built. The city is secure and no one on the margins is distressed. This community has not arrived here by accident. They are like a breath, responsive and regulating. Our breath is possible because of tension. Water tension that leads to a continuous cycle of expansion and contraction. Muscle tension that supports our ability to breathe in and out again And again, we are like a breath. So respond to the climate crisis by dwelling in the tension between hopeful action and overwhelming grief, simplicity and abundance, the need for change and the need for steadiness. We are like a breath. So regulate the climate crisis by dwelling in the tension between global scale and local specificity, youthful vision and age-earned wisdom, the need for change, and the need for steadiness. This community has not arrived here by accident. You are made up of people who are like a breath, responsive and regulating. One breath at a time, we can bring about climate justice. One breath at a time, we are regulating. One breath at a time, we are responding. May it be so, and may it be soon. Amen.